Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Yeah, great to be here. Great to have you all listening. So, on a very nice Sunday for us. Oh, while we record beautiful. This. On a beautiful weekend. It was great yesterday. Yeah. It's about 60 today. I got to play some golf on Saturday before the UNO game. It's oh, pretty you? nice. Nice. I, I took the time to sit out on the porch and read, which is something I really love to do. So it was That's great. Awesome. I, yeah, I got a lot of my, my the Brad Thor novel I was reading done. So I was, Ooh. golf sounds good. So yeah. Yeah. Reading was great. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally ready for spring now. So no more <laughs> snow. And coming up on the end of the season, spring is, is very near. It is. The days are longer. Staying light out longer. Yeah. yeah. So Kara College visited Omaha. Yes. Uh, the Mavs ended up with a split, sadly. Yeah, we were not expecting that. I think we both thought that they would sweep. And I think after our our five to nothing win on Friday, I think we were feeling pretty good about that possibility. Yeah, I think I think it was you and I that when we were walking out maybe on Saturday that we were talking about this, but I really felt I was very nervous for the weekend during the first two periods on Friday. I didn't feel like we were playing very well. And the third period, I thought we really kind of figured things out. Yeah. And then Saturday was just a mess. Yeah, Saturday was kind of an odd game. It it, I mean, I went into the game, like you said, I felt pretty confident. I felt pretty comfortable. We got the first goal. Timu Polkanen got the first goal. Right. And at that point, I was feeling pretty good. I was thinking, we're going to get this done again. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And quite honestly, I didn't think... I wasn't too worried. No. After CC tied it up. I wasn't like, either. Like, it was a power play goal. It was a really good play. It was, you know, mistakes on our part to let the puck across the scene. Yep. There was nothing Seville could do about it, so it was, and it was one to one after one, and right. so we're both thinking, ah, they'll they'll That's be fine. fine, they'll they'll regroup, they'll be fine. We'll come out in the second period. We'll, yeah, I was kind of thinking it, it'd be a, a little bit of a back and forth second period, but we'd probably go into the third tide. And, and we went up two to one, and I'm again, I'm yeah. feeling pretty good right. about that. Yeah, but Colorado College gets the next two goals, mm-hmm. and especially that one that came their third goal with you know, seconds left in the second period. Yeah. Those are momentum killers anyway, and those are kind of psychological killers. And after that, they they basically locked it down, and nobody scored the rest of the game. But I don't know that that was so much Carroll College locking it down. We, we passed up some... I keep saying, this team seems to pass up good scoring opportunities trying to find a great one. Yeah, when we would serve yeah. ourselves a lot better if we would just take what's in front of us. Don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Right. And I felt that way. Like We controlled the play for a good couple minutes there with Seville pulled. And I'm thinking, just shoot. Yeah. Like, crash the net, shoot the puck, get the puck to the net. And, you know, we're... I don't know. They were just trying to make these crazy passes, and they were, and they had difficulty uh, during that game in the, in transition too. I th- I thought that there were there were moments where you were like, just get it out of the defensive zone, right? You know? So that was, and the the one of the big factors certainly in that game was Taylor Ward going out with an injury. Yeah, crossing fingers, hoping to everything that we can that 
it's not major and not something long term. No, but... and he came off the ice, and that was in the first period, correct? It was. Yeah, he was. Um, he was he definitely the... favoring one leg. Yeah, and... he went in the board's feet first, and I. I mean, I've heard some people have said ankle. I, in my experience, if you hurt the ankle, you break the ankle. Those skates yeah, don't I move don't. much. Yeah. So. And to me, it seemed like it was probably more his knee. I'm worried more right now that it's a knee problem than it is. Right. The way that the way that he was moving off the ice, and I haven't gotten an update as of this podcast, so I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on the wire about it. Yeah. So I don't. uh, I don't know. It was. It didn't look good, and that's that's tough for him because that's a player that we uh, obviously really need in the lineup, and he's one of our best, and so that was a. That's you know, a tough one to watch. So, and you could tell for a little bit after he, uh, for a while after he he went out, that there was some feeling out. You know, there was. Yeah. He's he's someone's got to fill his spot. How does that all work out? Some of yeah. the lines got jumbled up. Um, there was one line he, he pretty much kept the Conley and Weiss and Abate line. Yeah, he kept. Uh, he kept together, but most of the other ones, he kind of plug and played a little bit. He double shifted Conley a little bit here and there. Uh, so he's tr- coach was trying some things, trying to, you know, find something that would at least get us past Carroll right. College. And unfortunately, Saturday, we just couldn't find a way. Yeah. No, that was too bad. I We really would have, we would have loved to have had those three points. And I think the guys would have loved to have had them too, but that just wasn't our fate this weekend. So uh, yeah, and North Dakota didn't help us any. No, playing St. Cloud, and it's like St. Cloud gets five of six points out of that, and you're just they Jiminy. do because we would not have. I mean, you wouldn't have predicted that going in. You thought, well, maybe they might get a split. It's obviously they were playing in St. Cloud, but all of a sudden, St. Cloud has decided to wake up, and and who knows what they can do down. I mean, they're they're. You know, they're knocking on the door at fourth. They're, you know, five points out, but they're five points ahead of us, and that's significant. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. You know, at this point in time, we're pretty much, we know we're not getting first or second. There's no way to that. Yeah. Uh, while mathematically, if you add up the yeah, possible points, mathematically, we stuff, could get third or fourth, but, but we really- can't because in order for us to get third, that means both Denver and and we just have to Western stop. Michigan would have to lose all of their games, which yeah. would keep St. Cloud ahead of us, so we couldn't yeah. get to to third. So yeah. I think mathematically, when I looked at it, there is there is one way that we can get to fourth. Uh huh. There are a couple ways that we can get to fifth. It all comes down to St. Cloud having to lose. Yeah. And, you know, when we looked last or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. they had kind of the toughest out. We were looking at it saying we've got Colorado College here in Omaha. Right. Then we go to Miami. Right. Then we finish the season with at our, with with our quote unquote travel partner, North Dakota. So we right. were feeling pretty good because they had a t- they had the tougher draw. They had the tougher schedule. Yeah, because they had North Dakota and they have uh, Duluth. They finished with Duluth. Right. And then they have, do they have Western Michigan or do they have? Why I will look here. I, I can't, I think they have uh, Denver. No. Yes. They got North Dakota this week. No, they just, yeah, they beat Western North Dakota. Michigan. 
Oh, you're looking at Western. I was looking at St. Cloud. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. St. Cloud, Cloud has North Dakota, Denver, and Duluth. And so we were thinking, we've got the better draw with right. Miami and CC. Well, man, they come out and get five or six points against North Dakota. And you're like, well, okay. All right. Apparently not. If they're going to, you know, play the way and they played very well by all accounts. So let's look at Western. So who does, was it Western who we were looking at or Denver? Western's going to be the one, mostly at this point in time, I think it's, who finishes three four between Western Michigan and Denver? That's an interesting. That's an interesting battle between those two right now, because, you know, Western splits with Duluth this weekend, and then they have to go to North Dakota next weekend, which will be right. tough, and then they uh, finish with a series uh, at Lawson Ice Arena against uh, the Miami Redhawks. So. Right. I, I just, you know, I don't know. And and Western's been playing good hockey recently. So I think uh, this weekend will tell us a lot about those two teams. Right. Uh, if Western Michigan can get points against North Dakota, yeah. or, you know, or if Denver goes in and lays an egg in St. Cloud, then. Yeah. I, and it creates an interesting because, you know, we'll finish five or six unless, right. you know. So I think, yeah, I think potential for, for Mavs fans and. And looking at you know what where we could sit, I think right now feasibly we're probably going to be fifth or sixth. Yes, it comes down to which can we win? Yeah, because we really, I mean, we really need points in Miami, and can we split against North Dakota? And that yeah. would be an ideal situation to end the season. You know, with three out of four wins, that exactly. that would be good. That probably I I assume that that would be enough to put us into fifth place, and then it's a question of. What does Western who do we and North Dakota do? Who do we end up Denver playing, do? Western or Denver? And there, I neither is like a truly appealing matchup. I gotta be, <laughs> and, and here's the thing: a lot of people look at Western and they're like, "Well, I'd rather go to Western because we haven't I, had success." Yes, hear that and, a lot, and I and I understand that to an extent. The the from a kind of the mental strategy point of game, we have to remember that. Colorado College last season in the first round of the NCHC playoffs went into Western and beat them in three games in that best of three series. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to wonder if they're still pissed off from that because that was a series that they probably shouldn't have lost, but they did. And so the question is, if we, we shouldn't go in let there, that happen again, right? Is it going to be that type of thing? Like right. we shouldn't let that happen again. And then Denver, like we talked about in our one series that we played against them this season, we played them tough. But we still haven't broken through. We were just a few seconds from beating them. And you wonder if there's more motivation for the team to play Denver than there is Western Michigan. You know, yes. that, that like we haven't yes. beat them kind of mentality. And you know what? This is it. This is the year. This is the time for us to go in and do it. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot to think about there, you know? From dude? a team perspective, I think Denver's a better team. They're, they're definitely a more... I guess I would say that they're a more talented team. I may be eating my words. It's possible western will just continue and rattle off wins and and do great in the ncaa tournament a lot of times they fade at the end of the season you and i've talked about that before right postseason has not been their friend mm -hmm. the past few years even though they have had solid regular season finishes so yeah i mean i i guess i'd rather play the team that we you know beat during you know that we had a victory you know against during the season so right as opposed to one that we didn't but i'll tell you it's uh it's gonna be interesting dude I guess we'll see. Like I said, this weekend will be very telling because at the end of this season, at the end of this weekend, there'll be 
six points remaining. And I mean, you'll know very clearly who you can and can't catch. And yeah, we, we may be sitting there going, you know, it's, it's pretty likely that because if, if Denver wins both Western Michigan loses both, I mean, right there, now you're the only way that Western Michigan leapfrogs Denver is going to be them having to lose both to Cairo college. Yeah. But then again, so, but then again, you could see a scenario where Western goes to North Dakota and loses, and Denver goes to St. Cloud and loses, and then suddenly St. Cloud is in the conversation for fourth place, place after after looking like they were going to be a bottom half finisher. Man, it just becomes more interesting. So, and and I'll just throw this out there, even though it's not worth talking about, but UNO, according to USCHO, is currently twenty fifth in the pairwise rankings. <laughs> So who knows if we can rattle off, you know, six more wins. Who knows where we'll be at that point? Uh, I think we're yeah, looking think at so. an automatic qualifier by winning the I'll tournament. I'll tell you what, but... though. St. Cloud is 22nd in the Paroise race. So they've got a lot of motivation to try and see if they... It's a, it's a long road. It's a long road to hoe. And Western's currently 15th, which is not a great place to be. So, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting stories going on. It would have been, like we talked about, it would have been great to... Uh, get the sweep at home against yeah. CC, but, but that's just kind of how the season's gone. So, you know, there's you know, no crying over spilled milk here. So a win and a loss yep. player of the weekend. Do you player of the weekend? I, um, I hadn't given it a lot of thought coming into this. Uh Oh, and you, you, I guess you might've given it some thought. I did. Did you? Okay. Does that you mean you want me to go first? Um, yeah. Although I think you're gonna pick the guy, but go ahead. Yes, I'm gonna pick the obvious one. Then. Okay, you got to give it to Seville. His first career, got His give first him Maverick career. His first shutout. shutout. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. You and know, he played well. The, he did. Like the first goal Saturday, not his fault. That's, no, no. There's was, not a. There's not very many goaltenders in the world that make no, that save that was even a one out of defensive, ten times. Defensive breakdown there, and that was a, a wide. Gaping yeah. back door that he gave up. Uh, and is on the power play, so yeah. plenty of space. Um, I'd say there's probably only one of the goals that I would... The the second goal... Kind, kind of felt he needed to stop. Like, yeah, you know, nothing's routine for a goaltender. I, I hate it when people say, oh, that was a routine save. It's like, nothing's routine. Every, no. Always little things. Uh but that was one where I'm kind of like, oh, okay, that was a little soft. Right. Uh, the last one was a uh, the screen, and I mean, he guessed wrong. Yeah. He he leaned right to look around the screen, and when he found the puck, there was no getting back to his left to yeah. to kind of square and make a save. So, you know, it's an unfortunate way for it to go in, and it was late in the period. But yeah, uh, yeah. There's so. That, on a weekend me, where he me, gives up was, three yeah. goals, there's only one that I felt he probably would Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a great weekend for him. And that Friday night performance, I, I think, and and don't underestimate, you know, the folks out there, don't underestimate that performance because I went back and watched the highlight reel. And there were a number of saves that he Big made saves. that yeah. I had forgotten about that were, they were huge saves. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Isaiah Seville had another great weekend and, and he was big this weekend. So he is worthwhile. I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to go with a player that I should probably just start calling him Mr. Dependable. I think Kevin Conley is who I'm going to go with this this weekend. He had a solid weekend on Friday night. 
Um, he had a goal and an assist. And I'll just tell you, we got a chance to meet him at the dinner with the Mavs, which we'll talk about. But again, I was impressed both nights with him. Again, he's probably our most consistent player. And um, yeah, he had one of the goals on Saturday night. So yeah, I would say one of our most consistent players this year. Yeah. I think he's been a, a it's been a real key to our success that we've had has been his play along with uh, some of the other uh, returning guys like Ward and and whatnot. So yeah, I'm going with Kevin Conley. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, you know we're not a part of the team, so our vote doesn't matter in this but next year he's my vote for captain okay so you're i he is watching him at the dinner was one yeah. of the things that kind of solidified it for me and and talking to him and yeah but like i think i i have a feeling at least that he's a he's more of a leader than we give him credit for. yeah i feel like there's a there's a real maturity level there with him yeah and, and uh one of my friends from back in Denver said that that was one of the reasons why at least why the fans and the followers and stuff at DU were upset that he left was the expectation was that he was going to be the captain the year he left. Okay. So obviously there was some respect in that program for his work ethic and his attitude. No, he's been terrific. Absolutely been terrific this season. So, and we didn't pick him. I don't know that he even. I'm trying to think if he even made the. Oh no, he did because he got the, he got the last goal. Uh, Scanlon. Brandon Scanlon. Yeah. He had another good weekend, and I know we've talked about him before, but yeah. Uh, I was talking to. One of our friends, Kevin, uh, yeah. after. It would have been after the first period on. Friday and said, I, I right now my opinion is he's probably our best defenseman. Yeah, I think he's an incredibly solid defenseman. He was great um, in juniors playing for the Brooks Bandits in the Alberta Junior League, and he was a go-to guy. He was a playmaker. He mm-hmm. was uh, definitely an offensive defenseman, and he's starting to show that uh, for UNO. And I think he'll, I just think he'll develop over the next couple seasons and yeah. become a, a, a really makes, solid blue line. Yeah, just, yeah. He makes smart decisions, and that's something that we've been lacking lately. The last couple of years has been yeah. We make a lot of poor decisions on defense and, and giving the puck away into just putting it into space and, and not you know being purposeful with our outs and and what we're doing and so he seems to have that like i have the mentality that there's something i'm going to do and then that's what yep. i'm going to do you know yeah. i'm not just gonna i'm not just gonna throw the puck around yeah it seems like uh, coach gabinet and the staff are bringing in some really really smart right. high iq blue liners and that's really that's something good. that this team needs so yeah uh brandon scanlon's a great player so yep good weekend for him and ultimately it didn't turn out the way we wanted to but they'll yeah, it's it's still a work in progress, yeah. as we said. So they'll they'll get they'll get back on track. It'll be fine. So let's. You mentioned the dinner with Mavs. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. Another opportunity for us. Uh, this is the third time this season they've done. Yeah, Blue Line Club's done this event where that was February twentieth. Yep, yeah, where we get to sit the... down with the team, have dinner. Yeah, uh, a couple players sit at uh, the table. Yeah, and as you mentioned, we had Conley at our table, uh, and my buddy Weiss. Yeah. And Bridget and Jolene went and got him. Yeah, that asked if they'd sit with us. 
Jason and I, I would never okay do with, that. Jason, uh, yeah, I was okay with whoever. Yeah, I was too. I, it's fun to get. I mean, to there's be, so yeah. many players that I want to sit with. So like, yeah, I, I we so have to rotate through on. Yeah, this. we got to we got to work on this. Now, thankfully, we had three dinners this year, so we got to sit with yeah. some some good guys. So. Yeah, that's and that that was just sitting with Kevin Conley. I you know I just kind of knew him from his picture a little bit. I don't think we've ever talked to him, and it was fun to get to visit with him. Seems like a really good guy. He shaved mustache, so he you know. Yeah, he was light on the facial hair this time. Yeah, yeah, it looks. He a said it was starting that. to get a little uh, difficult to maintain. A little so. scraggly, yeah. Uh, food in the mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Comment. He was good, and Tyler Weiss. We've chatted with him before. He's a uh, he's one of our favorite uh, young players on the team. So it was it was good to get yeah. chat. You chatted with him a lot. Um, you were sitting next to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, being an Avs draft pick and and me being a big a Colorado Avs fan, fan yeah. like there's he can throw names and he knows that I'm going to know what he's talking yeah. about, and so there's there's that. Uh, common common bond there but you know he's he's one of those players that UNO needs to step up and so it was it was interesting talking to him about what he's working on and what his plans are and yeah and kind of how he sees his role on the team and um you know I thought it was interesting because we've talked a lot about you know certain players just having to step up and you know take their play to the next level and he had mentioned you know he's really working on um, getting some more size and really being a little more confident. Yeah. Um, and so I think that showed this weekend. I, I thought he showed a lot of he did boys. Yeah. He was controlling the puck, which is what yeah. I think we've said in past podcasts. We really need him to do is control play. So that was that was interesting. It was good. Yeah, it was a great event. Um, we got to hear from the seniors. Yeah. We uh, we got to hear from uh, former UNO head coach uh, Mike Kemp reminisce on the past. Got yeah, a chance talk to about ask him some questions. Some crazy stuff that happened with uh, yeah coach as a player. Yeah, oh, no, kind of yeah, we, I, Bridget, Bridget, uh, Bridget was Facebook living it, uh, yeah. for the people to see. And, uh, um, she said, ask him, uh, what his favorite, uh, memory of, uh, Mike Gavinette was when he was playing, uh, for the, for, uh, Mike Kemp back in the early 2000s. And so, uh, he had a neat memory that, uh, where he talked about, uh, uh, Gavinette's grandfather. And it was, mm-hmm. that was kind of neat. And then, uh, and then, uh, I, uh, convinced Jolene to uh ask Gavinette when he talked uh um what his favorite memory was of uh playing for uh, coach Kemp so we got kind of the other side of it and we got a neat little story there too so so yeah it was a lot of fun we didn't we didn't get any any good uh nuggets uh somebody I think it might have been Dayton Headley asked um if they knew our non-conference schedule for next season and Mike Gavinette is like yes I do <laughs> and that was but it. he wouldn't tell he wouldn't us, tell us. <laughs> I think I. What we didn't, but what we didn't ask. Yes. And I, this kind of leads into our next topic. Yeah. Hopefully that's okay. Yeah. No, it's absolutely is, fine. Is and then I don't know why we didn't ask this, but we probably should have. Uh, there's rumors and stories floating around about conference realignment, and yes, we have talked on the podcast before about would the NCHC bring on more teams, and yeah, and we've asked. I, I believe at the last dinner with the Mavs, we asked about other teams joining Arizona. I think, I think we asked about Arizona state and they had talked Trev Alberts and uh, Mike right. Gavinette. I think both talked about that at the last dinner with the Mavs. Yeah. So with all this talk about CCHA, the CCHA is back, back baby. Yeah. Apparently Bowling Green 
held on to the the name and the website domain name for that. So they were just they were just laying and waiting. So for those who don't know, because I'm sure that there are people who don't really follow, you know, NCAA conferences outside of you yeah. know in the NCHC. The WCHA, as it stands now, was former teams from the WCHA and CCHA who were kind of, they were left out of the Big Ten Hockey Conference and the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, which UNO is in. And so it was kind of these cast-off teams, and it included the two Alaska teams. Which I think you should mention that the NCHC, a large reason why the NCHC exists is because of the Big Ten. And this Big Ten desire as the Big Ten to have all of their sports play all of their sports and have them all in the league. And before that, that before that at the Big Ten meeting, when they started mentioning those types of things, the Big Ten teams were split between the WCHA and the CCHA. Correct. You had two Big Ten teams in the WCHA, Minnesota and Wisconsin, and then the CCHA had Michigan, Michigan Michigan State, State and Ohio State. Right. Um, and and ultimately, so Penn State was bringing on, yes. Penn State was getting the money. We knew that. We knew they were building an arena. We knew they were going to come into college. And they hockey. needed a minimum of six teams to form a conference. So right. Penn State screwed it up for everybody. Right. So once you knew that, like, I think the teams that are in the NCHC I now think, saw the writing on the jockeying. wall yeah. and said, okay, we know that the Big Ten's going to harvest teams from yes. this league. And I kind of feel now like that's, time to make a jump. I kind of feel like that's why. Bemidji and Omaha mm-hmm. ended up getting into the finally for Omaha getting into the WCHA, which is where they wanted to be when the program started, but were kind of snubbed a little bit back in the late 90s. I think they got in there because I think the commissioner of the WCH at the time was trying to hedge his bets. You know, if we lose Minnesota and Wisconsin, teams, right? we've got these two teams to fill in, it'll be solid. Right. But some of the member schools had other plans, and I think a lot of it stems from not wanting to go play in Alaska every year. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of, and there's a lot of, the profit sharing usually comes into play a lot with with conferences. And, yeah. And the TV rights and things sure. like that. Like that, there's a lot of money there and that's, follow the money. Absolutely. And so- Which is how we get to the CCHA too. Yeah. Apparently- the rumor is is that it's a it's a money concern from a couple teams. Well, it, it is. And they basically what they're doing, it's the current WCHA, which is Minnesota State Mankato, Bemidji State, Northern Michigan, Alaska, which is Fairbanks, Bowling Green, Michigan Tech, Lake Superior State, Alaska, Anchorage, Ferris State, and Huntsville. Now the new look CCHA mm-hmm. is going to be all those teams except for the Alaska schools. So the Alaska schools are are getting snubbed. And that's honestly like you were talking about with the money and travel costs and everything else. That's part of the reason the NCHC formed is I think they didn't want to have to deal with the Alaska schools in part. Um, and I mean, if you look at it, the schools are all fairly close together. Yeah. So anyway, all of those schools came into play and they formed the new CCHA. It's a new old name for them. And I don't know, it's kind of interesting to see where things are. I mean, it's kind of sad for the Alaska schools because at the end of the day, without a conference, those two institutions might struggle to survive. I know both have had financial problems over the years and, you know. So, I I mean, do you really think that 
I don't know that, that Alaska schools can support themselves independently. I don't think they can. So is it, do you think it's the end of Alaska hockey? I don't know. It might be. And it's kind of sad in a way. I mean, it's kind of one of those kind of peculiar things about Division One hockey that you have two schools in Alaska that play the sport. I mean, basically it spans the United States coast to coast in that regard. But I think it's, I think it might be, might be the end for uh, both of those teams. I could see one of the programs dropping. Right. I I don't know if it's just because I don't want it to happen. Right. Or what, but I kind of think there should be one. And I think that, I, I just don't think that they, I know they talked about folding programs in the past, and I just don't know that Alaska can support both of them. And, and so I could right. see them going down to just one team. Yeah. I don't know which one that would be, but I could see him going down to just one team. It could and be. Then it could be Fairbanks. That changes your. It changes your. Your appeal to a conference because now right. it's not two trips up there, yeah, or a long week where you have to play, stay, play, yeah, type of situation. Now you get. Now you get the opportunity to right. And the Just cool, there the cool and... thing in the past, and I think that this is still in play, when you go play up there, it allows you to get two extra exempted games on your schedule. For So for a team that's uh, trying to grow and develop like UNO, it potentially when you play in the state of Alaska, I remember back in the days of the CCHA, we were their travel partners, so it gave us two exempted games, and that's when we had the Maverick Stampede tournament at the beginning of the season because it allowed us to have two extra games that wouldn't count against our our. Uh, totals for the season mm-hmm. so um yeah it was kind of a neat di it's kind of sad to think that those schools because we've got a lot of history in, in the state of alaska as a program so and some of the other rumors i mean the the there are some rumors that miami is interested in leaving the nchc and joining this new ccha i think bowling green which is another mid-america conference team which is where they play their other sports i think that might be the appeal but they say that apparently this according to the college hockey news article that adam woden wrote um their their argument is they would only do it if western michigan was interested in leaving the nchc and western michigan apparently is no interest in leaving the conference and they're doing part of that i think is because they're doing very well in the nchc and right. it's a prestige conference for them. So it'll be interesting to see if this leads to any more realignment. Yeah, what are your it'll thoughts It'll be interesting on that? because we've heard in the past, this isn't new information, but we've heard in the past that Minnesota State's been wanting to get out of that. Yeah, we heard they they've tried like to apply to the NCHC, yeah. They feel like they're... Um, <laughs> the the comment I, I read in one article was that the, the administration inside of Minnesota State feels like they're men in voiceless. And that they're just that there's there's no real competition, and it's hurting them because right. they look at their they look at their ability to move in pairwise rankings. Right. And when you're playing teams that aren't expected to get in, right. you're the only team from your conference that's expected to get in. It's if you fall, if you you know oddly yeah, d- enough d- depending go on to Fair the... State and lose yeah. or something like that, like. How do you get back? How do you exactly. get back those points? There have been some seasons where their pairwise right. has been high enough, where regardless of how they do in the tournament, it doesn't matter. But there have been some seasons since this realignment happened, uh, due to Penn State, where they've had good seasons, good records, but they're not quite high enough in the pairwise. And if they get knocked out in the tournament, they're gone. So 
Mike Hastings up there, Omaha fans are familiar with him, coached the Lancers for many, many years. Great coach. Um, he's done great things with the program, but there's probably, you know, I would imagine there's there's part of his mindset where he would like to see his team go up on a week-in, week-out basis against the likes of the NCHC and see how they do against the tough competition. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see. I. The I other know. thing that would be intriguing is there's there's one team that just for me it doesn't make sense air force in atlanta hockey hockey. and i think the only reason that is is because army is in atlanta hockey right but you're right they have to i don't know hop on a c-130 or whatever (laughs) and head out head back east for almost all basically all what's their travel cost but yeah uh I, I, that's one that I've always wondered, like, do you, as a, if, if this alignment happens, if teams start moving conferences and you're not just, you know, it's not just, okay, we're going to rename the WCHA, the CCHA. Right. If we're getting past that and we're saying there's actually teams that are moving in and out and around. Yeah. Is it the time for the NCHC then to say, Hey, maybe Minnesota state we're with you. We're yeah. bringing you on. We're going to bring you on. We're going to bring you in. Air Force, because from a travel perspective, I mean, you go to Colorado College. Air, I'm sure the Colorado College would love to see Air Force every year, because it's in city rivalry. Yeah, I don't know if like Air Denver. Force would love it. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, Air Force might be like, wait a minute, we would don't get wait, us into you guys, this. You guys want us to compete against the NCHC? Um, no way. No. We're a service academy, but they would be interesting. I always, I, I'll be honest with you. I thought that idea was interesting since they're a full fledged Division One institution, mm-hmm. and this conference has tried, you know, from the get go to have as many full sport Division One institutions as they could get. That would be interesting. You know, some people have mentioned, you know, Mankato and Bemidji. Based on our history with Bemidji, you getting trapped to death back, back in our, our brief time in the WCHA, I mean, they're they're a team that definitely could be aggravating. That could be interesting, although I feel like that's a very Minnesota-heavy conference at that point. So I would like to kind of break it up and mix it up a little bit more. But it would be interesting if you bring Mankato and Air Force or Mankato, and then this is the big one that makes everyone cringe, but if you brought Mankato and Arizona State into the conference, it could create... A really interesting well if miami gets its way and western michigan wants to leave as well and both of those teams yeah. go to that ccha i could see you saying hey let's bring in let's take both army and air force if air force wants army to stay with them i mean that's if you bring in arizona minnesota we yeah. can keep it. We it's basically the Minnesota League plus you know Mankato, half, Air Force. half Minnesota, or yeah, or you could do Mankato, Bemidji. Because if you split it into kind of like two regions, I mean, you could have Air Force, Cara College, Denver. Yep. Right, like those. I mean, those three. They're not. It's not hard to get to. Throw no. Omaha in there for your fourth team. Put North yeah. Dakota in there for your fifth, and then you've got the Minnesota teams. Well, and you could potentially do. I mean, that you could kind of do some sort of potentially interesting things like CC and Denver are able to do where they do like a home and home series. All their series now are one there, one here type of thing. Yeah. So, and you could do that with air force and Denver would probably be on board with doing that with air force. So you don't both play, you know, the whole weekend up at Denver, you get to play once at home. Jason's ready to do this. Jason's because he was, he was at air force last week for the uh, NHL outdoor game. Wasn't, 
That wasn't the. Nah, that wasn't we didn't the get to see Air Force and CC play, but uh, but yeah, that could be a. They could do another outdoor game there. They could uh, have the NCHC outdoor tournament. Yeah, we're not buying that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, um, I'm not ready Air to do Air Force needs to figure some stuff out before we. But do yeah, that. it would be very interesting. I just don't. I I think part of Miami's mindset, if that is indeed true, I think part of it just stems from the fact that they just haven't had a lot of success in the NCHC, and maybe they're thinking in a conference that they could they could be like a Mankato where they could have success. It might not translate into you know. The world's highest pairwise, but it might help them fill seats, winning twenty some games a season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just it's hard to say what will happen, um, and maybe nothing will happen. Maybe this realignment will happen, and the Alaska schools will die, and that'll that'll be but that. If you think about it, from a because the other thing I think people start telling me like, oh, this is going to happen, or I want this happen, or or bring on this school and stuff. Yeah. Like you have to start thinking about like really there's so much to think about yeah you have to but you have to think about how does a tournament structure look right yeah and if you did if they did a 10 team nchc it creates a funky kind of it really doesn't though because if you split it five and five and then, then you can half, do your right? wcha final where the nchc right now it's four teams that get to the nchc but you could go back to like I the wcha final yeah. five again which you're not excited I don't, about doing. I'm not. I, I was never. I was never a fan of that. Uh, what I would do is I would do basically one out. Regular season, you've got five teams and five teams. So the top four teams in each side go to the tournament. The bottom team on each side, season's over. No postseason. Okay, so basically the basically the two teams every year, the, but the top eight teams in the conference, yeah, get to play in the tournament. You could do that and actually do it. Uh, well, I guess I I assume that the universities wouldn't want to do this because they like the home. And you could do it. You know, the top two teams in the in the East play the bottom two teams in the East, and the top two teams in the West play the bottom two teams in the West at their home site. But I, I assume that the universities wouldn't want to give up home site first rounds, right? But you could do. Right. Everyone in Minnesota at the Excel Energy Center. You know, and and I'll, I'll be interested to see how an eighteen long tournament all the way through. It's really those neutral site tournaments. I think are a lot of fun. And we went to the CCHA finals for a couple of years when UNO was in that conference at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. It was yeah. a lot of fun, and and we went up last year to the NCHC Frozen Faceoff, and I know you've been to that too. I just I wonder how long those neutral site conference tournament, you know, championships will be around obviously the big 10 has gotten rid of it the wcha has gotten rid of it those two conferences have just gone with campus sites hockey east isn't uh attracting as many fans to the garden as they used to for the hockey east finals so you do wonder if they'll all go with campus sites at some point down the road which which would be kind of sad it it may it definitely be advantageous for the upper teams in the conference but it you know it wouldn't it'd be kind of cool to be like all right Four games on Friday, you know, a full slate. Take Friday, put four games on there. It's an all-day event. You know, Saturday, you're down to four teams, so it's two games. And Sunday, it's a championship. Yeah. And say, you you want to talk about being the hardest. That's going to be the hardest hockey tournament yeah. to win of any of them. Because you've got to win, in a weekend, three games in a row. Yeah. Against teams that are powerhouse teams. And so... I know the NCHC, when they first kind of got started, they were a little bit bigger on this appeal of 
the best teams in the country play in the best league in the country, and that's the NCHC kind of mentality. Yeah. If you went to that format where you just brought everyone in for one weekend at the Excel Energies, I mean that that's you're that you're be, really saying we cool. we're ready to prepare these kids because you look at N, NHL, AHL, those two premier leagues, and say what's different about their tournament preparation and stuff. It is a dog sled. It's every other night. It's, you know, high caliber talent. And that's what we have. So you want to prepare these kids and say, hey, this is the best league for you to develop at that level. I mean, that's it, the reason it, why it, everyone it, said it, they honestly, want to go to Boston, Boston College is because those two teams were perennial powerhouses. You played each other at least, bare minimum, you were playing each other four times a year. It's, and it was, you want to be prepared for the NHL. You've got to play against the best players and the best players play at Boston, Boston College. And that's why you should go to one of the schools. It, it definitely be interesting. I like that idea of just, just bring all eight teams, single elimination tournament, no best. Right. Obviously, they wouldn't. I'm sure they wouldn't want to do this because they make money off the the home the site. Three stuff. Game. I, yeah. I get that, but just from a pure fan point of view, that'd be awesome. Every year. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome to have that thing. And it's one weekend, so yep. from a planning perspective, I can just say, look, I'm taking this Friday off every yeah. year. Friday, Saturday, I'm Sunday, go, go home Monday. Yeah. It's those three days, Friday. Well, and you could do a matinee game on Sunday with a championship, so we can all travel back on Sunday afternoon and not have to miss work on Monday. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could do like a, a noon game yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, it'd be great. I mean, a single huge. elimination, because you, do you imagine, I mean, it'd be like the NCAA tournament in a way. It's like it, a precursor it, to it, right? boom, because if, if you go in there knowing I'm the lowest seed like this year, if, if you're Miami or Colorado College, whoever ends the lowest, and you got to go in there and play North Dakota that first game. One game, you might be able to take them take them down. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a neutral site deal. It'd be that'd be a lot of fun. So if we get our way, we're just we're bringing them all. Everybody's oh yeah. Everybody's going to St. Paul, and we're and, getting this thing. Yeah. I mean, you talk about TV rights and stuff. I mean, tell me, tell me that ESPN wouldn't look at that going. I've got Denver, North Dakota playing on a Friday at one o'clock in the afternoon. What else am I going to put on ESPNU? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, you want content. Here's high quality caliber, you know, yeah. NCAA hockey the week before the NCAA playoffs start. Yeah. In an, in an arena that is built for that caliber of broadcast. So you're not exactly. having to go to a university that maybe put in no. new equipment or no, something. No, you're in an NHL arena. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. So Jason and I would like that because we would go, be every, cool. we'd go every year. Yeah, we'd, we'd go every year and watch UNO and win or lose. It'd be a great tournament to go and just yeah. have fun. So there, there you got it. NCHC, you know what you need to do. <laughs> you need to listen to us <laughs> and implement our crazy strategies. That's right. So on to next week, right? Yeah. Speaking of uh, taking a trip, Miami and uh, their CCHA ambitions potentially, <laughs> we got to head into Miami to take on the Red Hawks. How are you feeling about this series? I I felt better when we had Ward in our lineup. But I I'm felt not better so sure when we, we had. Do. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. This it's hard to know, not knowing the fate of. Uh, Taylor Ward, I don't know what to pick in this series. Plus, in addition, not getting the sweep of CC, which I, I hate to you know count my chickens before they're hatched, but I did, and I picked them to uh to sweep. 
it's hard to know going into this game. It's uh, does and, UNO have the motion, the motivation to keep it going, or are they going to be like, well, we're fifth or sixth anyway? I remember, we only got one point when they came here. We did. I know that was a, that was a missed opportunity last fall. And I say we talked about that. Like yep. that, that's the type of series that when we were going to look back on the end of the year, we were talking about this before. I think at one of the games that I look back to that series and say we don't have a chance at home ice because of that. Those two games. Here's one of the things I will tell you. Other than a tie against Western where they won in the three-on-three period to get the extra point, they haven't won a game since January 10th at Colorado College. I'm just throwing that out there. They played some really good teams. They played North Dakota, Denver, St. Cloud, Western, and then they just played Denver this last weekend again. So I don't know how you see it going. I, I don't... I don't know whether to be bold or not. I think I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say, not knowing the status of Taylor Ward, I'm gonna say we split at Miami. I think we split out there last season. I'm gonna say we split this series. Get three points. I'd. I'd like. I'd like to call the sweep. I. We should be able to. We're capable of sweeping them, but it's certainly a possibility that we do. I would be with you. I think that we split. I don't foresee us having Ward. And without him, I got a feeling that... I have a feeling that we're still going to be finding our way a little bit. A little bit. Granted, they'll have a week to practice, assuming yeah. that scenario comes into play. But but he's such a... He is such he a key plug and player. Play. He worked yeah. on a lot of different lines. He worked with he a lot did. of different players. And, and he knows how to get know, the puck where it needs to be. We're not... We're not rich in chemistry on this team. Like it, I, I've started to see Conley and Weiss find a little bit. Yeah, of it's definitely better than it uh, was last season. But Ward and Abate seem to have a good, yeah, gelling. So now without Ward, it's like, well, right now you got Abate on a line with Conley and Weiss. You have to move him off to try to find him someone else to, you know, create some scoring depth because from what we saw. This weekend after Ward went down, I would have said this team is now a little one-dimensional. It, I mean, yeah. it seemed like we relied pretty heavily on that line of Conley, Abate, and Weiss. And where does it go from there? I have I mean, no idea. It, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see what happens. And hopefully, if he's not in this weekend, hopefully we get him back for North Dakota. Yeah. But uh, and, and so you're looking at it and saying some guys, are, you know, we need some guys to step up. Yeah, we definitely Primo do need some and, and Weiss, quite honestly. We need those guys to Conley's that line has to be productive. Yep. Like they they can't they can't have an off night. You know, they can't underperform. They're gonna have to be on their game every night. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a, what, a freshman, a sophomore, and a junior. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's not a senior line. Like I know. So yeah, it's it's going to potentially be challenging. I I'm going with the split. I'll, I'll I'll be with you. I'll go with the split. So win Friday, lose Saturday, or win Saturday, lose Friday. Um, I'm gonna say that we win Saturday, or maybe not. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna say that we win Friday <laughs> and lose Saturday. You're like, that was just this. Thanks, John, for 
being completely indecisive on that thing. But yes, I think we went on Sunday and (laughs) (laughs) I don't, here's what I'll tell you. Okay. Yes. I'm going to say we win Friday and we lose Saturday and here's why. Okay. Saturday will be senior night in Oxford for that, that game. Okay. And senior night, the last home game of the season I always feel like the home team plays with a little bit more emotion than they normally do. So that's what I'm sensing will happen. Interesting, because I was going to, for the same reason, I was going to say the opposite. Okay. I was thinking that we go in there and I'm thinking we perform all what we lose on Friday. Okay. But then because it's senior night, usually they're a little amped and things are... A little too emotional. You're holding your stick a little too tight. Okay, okay. And that's fair. That gives us just enough to then that's take fair. the win on Saturday. And I will tell you, Bill Pickett is taking a, a busload of students out there for that Good. series. So we're gonna have we're gonna have fans on hand to cheer. So you know has you know has one of the the best student sections. They and do those guys going out there. It's an awesome experience for those students, and yeah, we'll be watching on TV, listening to you cheering loud because we can usually hear you on TV. Yeah, I know. It's great that they're going. I, I had almost thought a couple of weeks ago, Bridget had made the comment. She's like, maybe we should uh, drive out to Oxford and uh, meet them. Cause Bridget and I went out there, I think it was 06 or 07. I can't remember, but it's been a long time, but it's a, it's a neat trip to go on. And uh, I think the weather will be nice for him. Yeah. So that should be a fun, fun trip for uh, Bill Pickett and the students out yeah. there. So it's great. Great to have some UNO fans out there uh, cheering us on. So, We'll just have to see what happens. But until next time, follow Matt Puck on Facebook, follow Matt Puck on Twitter. If you want to hear listen listen to back, if you want to hear back episodes of this podcast and hear me not able to talk, <laughs> you can find those under the podcast uh, tab at uh, mavpuck.com. So, until next time, go Mavs. Go Mavs. Go Mavs.